Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. He says, For the word of God is what? Oh, living and. Come on, say the word of God is powerful. And it's not saying that. And sharper than any two-edged sword. That is a very... F- <laughs> that means there are swords. The enemy too has his own swords. He's saying your own is sharper than any. They use it. Two-edged sword. Most swords don't have the two like that. But this one, the two-edged, you, is like this or like that, you, you, you face the brunt. He said, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul. Oh, God. That is, it can pass anywhere. Power in the word. Let those verses enter your spirit. Let those scriptures enter your spirit. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 23, verse 29. But before we get there, can we have this in um, NIV or something? I like that first line. The word of God is living. One version says the word of God is alive. You need to understand that. The word of God is what? Alive and it is not slow. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates. Even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, now this is loaded. Are you hearing me, Dolakwa? When he says it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, when somebody has a soulish problem, all those emotional problems, God's word can heal them. Spiritual problem, God's word can heal them. Physical one, it can heal you. Do you understand? Any therapy that is not, I mean, hinged on God's word will not last. Emotional therapy, you just, just when you get home, just sleep like this and do like that. <laughs> the matter my more than that. Any therapy must be loaded with God's word. He said it's able to penetrate. Uh, they say I was abused growing up or something happened to me. God's word can make you whole. God's word can get to you. Oh my God. He says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. That means God's word conducts surgeries on people. Joints and marrow, that's physical. Healing the body. Then people have spiritual problems. The word of God can sort it out. Then soul. He said, it restores my soul. We're talking about temperaments uh, and upbringing uh, deficiencies on, on, on Sunday. Very, very great service. You know, and people have issues here and there. God's word is, if you are, if you are battling with excessive anger, God's word will resolve it. <laughs> I, I know a man of God that said, what delivered him was a verse. He was studying and he saw a verse. He said, anger resides in the bosom of fools. And the Holy Spirit asked him, are you a fool? And he said, no, not from today again. Now, that thing that looks simple to you, that word entered him, divided into the soul, and rescued him from excessive anger. Somebody else's soul might be on depression, and a scripture, a verse, will just penetrate your spirit and make you whole. This is all-purpose drug. It's also able to judge the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. We'll get into that as we can round up. This. James 23, 29. 
these verses, I like you to, that's part of how you start Bible study anyway. The verses we quote in, in church, you write it down, right? And then get back to it again on your own. And then you see how God will open your eyes to seeing things. That attitude of Jeremiah 23, 20, what did I say? I said, James? Me? Which, me said, that's a James? You wrote James? You're hearing double. Okay, that's New Testament Jeremiah. I'm a New Testament person, praise God. Thank you. He said, it's not my word like a... <laughs> God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking for fire? Get into the word. Says the Lord, unlike a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Can we have this in Amplified Classic? So when you have a stubborn problem, an obstacle, it is the word we apply. Maybe I should skip saying the revealed word that we apply, the rock we give way. It's a hammer. You apply it on that stubborn problem. You, you persist. You are, we, we talk about uh, persistence in prayer. That persistence prayer is using the word persistently. It says, Amplified Classic, it's not my word like fire that consumes or that cannot endure the test, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. But you can be praying persistently and the word level is not enough. The real hammer is the word. When we moved to Goodland, we had a lot of, I've said it, I'll never stop saying that anyway. There had to be persistent hammering of certain spiritual battles for us to take over this place. It wasn't one time, you know, just pray, now come and say, Father, we thank you for the land, we enter now. Eh? No, it was warfare. You clear one, and that one shows up, you clear on till you keep clearing. It's persistence. And many of us need to do that concerning our destiny. Many things that you carry from generations, you see it like debris, like, like dust, like dirt in your destiny. It's God's word you use to keep clearing the ground until you find that your own garden of Eden is a fruitful garden, a beautiful garden, a different garden. You break generational curses, all those stubborn things. Hey, it happened from the forefather and then your auntie too, your first auntie, your second auntie. The thing is so stubborn. It has been a generation. God's word will break it to pieces. God's word imparts wisdom. Oh, God's word is sweet. That's why the devil does not like you. Look, the devil doesn't really stop people from worshipping or praying. I won't lie to you. But he will camp around you not studying the word. Because even the worship, if you're not growing in the word, can become mere emotional display. I don't know what this happens to you. When you read the book of Psalms, you worship differently. When you hear some of the ways David worships God, it affects you. But when it even comes to prayer, you, you can pray one hour, three hours. If the word is not there, the devil can. When the enemy came against Jesus, what did he tell him? It is what? It is written. It is what is written that the enemy responds to. You cannot express it shouting or gentle or some assaulting, but it's. God's word imparts wisdom. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3.15. Uh, this one, I love it because I, I'm a stickler for God's wisdom. 
this was um, Apostle Paul, the mentor of Timothy, or spiritual father of Timothy. He was talking about Tim, to Timothy about him. He says, and that from childhood, I hope all our parents are also listening, that this is the best time for children to grow in the word. If it's not part of your culture, it's hard to do that when you are grown up. It's hard. Uh, God will help us to continue to strengthen our junior church. It's a major part of any ministry, the junior church. Bishop Edebu was saying to me on uh, Mon is it Monday, he said, Scripture says, we have left all and followed thee. That the company of people that leaves all are the ones that experience hundredfold return. He said, but you realize that it's easier to leave all when you are younger. There's nothing you have, Zev. You are all. Uh, you understand? He said, but the moment you start having things, you know, you, 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 you'll be holding back. You know, I'll give an example of the man that just Christ told to go and sell everything and follow me. What did he do? He went away sorrowful. Imagine that. He said, go and sell everything you have and give to the poor and then come and follow me. And the man looked at Jesus Christ and said, I won't follow you. He, he was laughing when we were talking. We laughed. That, can you imagine? And the man said to Jesus, I'm not following you. This thing has it. This thing has me. But a younger person that you've not had anything, uh, you have left her. Uh, there's even nothing all to leave. It's better to follow you. That's why it's good for our kids to get into Christ on time. Before any little, little BSc degree, master's degree, one house, it makes somebody feel I don't need God. <laughs> you have left all. You have left all. Thank you, met him on time. There was nothing all. We wouldn't need him. We left all. We, we, we're not even up to all individually. <laughs> what are you to leave? You know, inheritance from father. My father is only he was a school teacher, headmaster. Mom was doing business here and there. What, what are we living? <laughs> what are we living? Eh? Ah. Fighting in the house every time because of money matters. Eh? You, you collect clothes from brother, passing down from first born to second born to third born. Whether it's your size, you wear it like that. And you don't even know how bad it is until they show you your picture later. You're wearing something like a balloon. I don't be going, you going on this, in the estate. You, are you here? You, you, you think you're okay. If you look at it now, you feel, ah! Who deceived me? Trousers that three people can sew from me, three. Now we are it. Now we're working. Your trousers will be sweeping the estate. I'm more of the estate. Dirty. Because your brother's old. <laughs> One day we were doing Christmas. We didn't have chicken. There was no chicken for Christmas. One of our neighbors now bought chicken. Me and my sister, Oinda. <laughs> I hope she's listening. We will now leave in the morning to go and be sitting with the chicken. We don't be looking, because we don't have chicken. It's very, it's very poor. We don't be sitting there with the other people. My mom now called my dad. This student will not disgrace us in this estate. Oh. I remember that year very well. That she should just look for money and buy, even if it's not full chicken, just buy. So my dad just will now bought one chicken. If not, in the morning we'll go and be staying with somebody else's chicken. Our TV, black and white. Toshiba. I will never forget. Test by moonlight. On Sunday evenings, it won't show. You hit it, hit it. We will now go to the neighbor's home. On their window. One hole in their net. Be looking. Your daddy will come back. What a disgrace. You hear long tennis court on your head. <laughs> okay, let's go on. Where did you, how did we get to this kind of things? You are laughing as you didn't go to your... My own better. If I hear your story, yeah. And that from childhood, you have known the 
holy scriptures which are able to make you what? For salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. God's word is the wisdom of God. Look at this verse, Psalms 119. Psalms 119 and 128. I encourage you to write these scriptures down. For some people, they ask, how do I start studying? One of the ways you start studying, the ones they quote in services, Sunday, Wednesday, start from there the next morning or that night. Just look at two of the verses and you see yourself growing bit by bit until you become proficient. When the devil comes, you'll be quoting the newspaper to them. The Bible says, heaven helps to swipe themselves. Which scripture? And the devil says, mm, mm. heaven helps those who help themselves. Which verse? People quote Nigerian Proverbs to devil. <laughs> it is not good for a small boy to be suffering in this country. <laughs> is, that, is that a scripture? <laughs> Can we have Psalms 119, 128? I hope that's correct. Psalms 119, 128. Okay. Yeah, look at this. I saw this many years ago. Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things, I what? That means whatever God's word says about marriage is the right thing. Right. Anything outside it is false. No matter what they tell you. Don't wait until calamity and confusion shows up. He says, I therefore all your precepts concerning finance, concerning parenting, whatever your word says about that area is the right thing. I hate every false way. God's word covers everything. I was sharing uh, last week outside Lagos and I was telling them one day the Holy Ghost just asked me a very simple question. Who killed Herod? Sorry, who killed John the Baptist? Sorry. John the Baptist. Who killed John the Baptist in that sense? Huh? Herod what? Herodias. He was the wife, right? Yes. It wasn't the Herod. It wasn't even the daughter. He was the wife. <laughs> Who killed Haman? <laughs> Who killed Haman? Pastor Nanibagun. Who chased the guy away? Is somebody so powerful or not? Anybody you are dealing with at the top, mind their wives. Anywhere you are in this world. You might look gentle, not talking. If you koja yire, you might suffer for it for a long time. <laughs> so anywhere I go now, preach anywhere, I always honor the woman of the house. Because they don't always put pastor's wives on billboard, all those things. Some people just go there and just be talking to the man like he doesn't have a woman. Like he's not even married. <laughs> the day when they are making decisions, they just remove your name. That one wouldn't the great person. Because if two people are qualified and one greets, one doesn't greet, they won't call you that doesn't greet. It's not a, 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 the devil, it's your foolishness. It was Esther that told Ayasaurus they should hang all the ten children of Haman. All of them, impale them. Because Haman was dealing with the king, he was feeling what? Powerful. 
He neglected Esther. Never knew she was that powerful. And see what? The power she wielded at the end of the day. So when I go to preach in places, I even buy gifts for the pastor and his wife. Maybe that's why they invite me to come again. I don't know. I don't know. When they're not doing meeting, we will come for this conference. And the wife is there. Uh, should this apostle come or Pastor Yemi? Pastor Yemi, of course. <laughs> I'm just imagining a scenario. I think Pastor Yemi is, I, I like the way you preached last night. You won't say that they gave you perfume, but I like the way you preached yesterday. <laughs> are you hearing me? You're laughing. Some of you, your place of work, your boss, your boss will come because you are the secretary or you are the uh, deputy manager. You won't greet her. You won't, <laughs> the day options show up. Your disrespectful attitude will cost you. Sarah told Abraham, a guy must live with Ishmael. Abraham said, no, no. No. You are the one that brought her to me in the first place. And now he's my son too. I said, he must live. Abraham went to go and pray, oh God of heaven. You got to interview. God said, Whatever, what he told you, follow. What did you say, Lord? I said, what he told you, you should follow. And Hagar was ejected. Is woman powerful or not? I'm not saying she will give my wife give to. Because even I'm a carry gift, I'm carrying one flower. I just want to. If you give out of manipulation, it will work. I'm talking about honoring people, right? Honoring people, especially couples. When you see a man and a woman standing, husband and wife in the church, singles, hear me, very single ladies. You are close to the man, right? You now go there. I've seen it happen even in this church. You know, see the, you know, you know, you're greeting the man and the wife is beside him. And you do as though he does, she doesn't exist. You are, you are sowing a very horrible seed. What is the meaning of that? You greet her. If you respect them, if I don't come and cut them. Now drag the man from the wife. You're talking to her, him like the woman is nothing. Are you two, you marry you. So I'm free. And God's word makes what? Wise. The daughter was dancing, dancing, dancing. And the king vowed that anything you ask, I will give you. She now ran to meet the mom. Mommy, daddy has made me a fantastic promise. In her own mind, she's thinking of a car. Thinking of a holiday. Mom, what should I tell him? Tell him to give me the, to give you the head of John the Baptist on a platter. What we eat in restaurant, platter. Ah! A whole prophet? That means that woman had had some things in her heart against John the Baptist. Wisdom. God's word purifies. Psalms 119 verse 11. God's word purifies. I'm not saying that because you're a wife now, you'll be behaving like a, a, a first lady of everybody. Because some women say, hey, I'm powerful. <laughs> they are troubling my street. <laughs> Don't keep problems because you have somebody's wife. Anyway, because some people just carry kind of message now. Say, <laughs> Don't do secretary, my husband's office, they're in trouble. The word I have hid, that your word I have what? Hidden in my heart that I might not what? This is the way to handle sin. This is the way to handle sin. When you are not growing in the word, you will start living in sin. It's as practical and as raw. Nothing keeps your conscience alive like the word. Nothing causes you to know the difference between right and wrong, like the word. He said thy word, not just the word. Have I what? Hidden. So it is entering. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin. 
So the, the moment I don't hide that word in my heart, sin will enter. <laughs> now, you, you just open scriptures on the morning, you see a verse, it will, it will disarm you, your stubbornness, all the excuses you have for doing it, it will tear it open that this is wrong. And then you repent. Verse 8, of that same, or verse 9 of that same um, uh, psalm. Verse 8. You can get verse 8. Is it verse 8? Verse 9, sorry. Verse 9. Verse 9. Just, it says, how can a young man or woman cleanse his way or her way? By doing what? Taking heed according to your word. So say, cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. It is the word that does the major work of cleansing. One day I read a book about the Ten Commandments. And it shook me. That all the things that God is asking us to do most of the times, they are all already hidden in those Ten Commandments. They are there. Thou shalt not have no other God beside me. You shall never bow down to any graven image. So, uh, I just went to meet the Baba. Uh, it's not a bad Baba. It's not said that we should use soap. You shall not bow down to any what? Graven image or anything like it. Go and read it. He said anything like it. In fact, it was now very specific. Of any creature on the, uh, creature on the earth, all those uh, without water or a soil or something, you shall even uh, what they call this thing. I won't mention the thing. That's thing that they used to pray. Those um, the cross is not a god cross. It's not right. It's very it's very tough. But people should know that there is no scripture that says you should pray with the cross. It's not even on the cross. I hate to see my Jesus. Go and get the one that he resurrected. He's left the cross now. Now show you. What is that? Yes. But he, ah, he resurrected. Now we're praying with the cross. Some people put cross under their, under their pillow. Points of contact you pray with oil. You anoint somebody with oil. But you don't worship the oil. You should know where the boundaries are. And you don't pray to any, any day, any person. We pray to God in the name of Jesus. That was why when Moses was asking him, what should I tell them? He said, if I tell them I am sunshine. What do they do? What is this one? Oh, sun. He knows. He knows them. Because I, I can appear as sun. I can appear as star. I can appear as a dove. I can appear as a lion. Tell them I am that I am. The invisible God, the Almighty God, thou shalt have serve no other God beside me. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Stop telling lies. Go and read the Ten Commandments. It will eat all those. I, I, I'm just trying to explain. If I, the more the explanation, the more you are lying. You know. He said, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, property, or husband. Or wife, that is where many immorality will be resolved. That you shall not covet your neighbor's husband or your neighbor's wife. Anything that God has not given you, you should put your eyes away from it. The moment your mind is going too much into the thing, you know that I'm crossing the boundary. That's how God's word cleanses. so powerful. Honor thy father and thy mother. They are all there in the Ten Commandments that the rest of scripture now began to dig into it. So, the prayer is that God will open your eyes 
to see. Psalms, that same Psalms, by the way, Psalms 119 is a powerful Psalm. It's a long one. So many things are hidden there. Psalms 119, verse 130. One of the things I learned from my dad, which helped me, is to avoid covetousness. Anything that he hasn't given me or us or growing up, if they see it in your hands, you're in trouble. As little as coming back from primary school days and they see somebody else's pen in your bag. <laughs> the day I encounter a counter, I borrow somebody's pen or something, I didn't give him back and I kept it in my bag and I go home. They just take your bag just, and they, I just saw the pen. And I was asking me in a very cool way. I was asking in a cool way. He said, where do you see this pen? I was not doing like this. I just had Bola. Because for him, you stole it. You didn't take it from this house. Don't bring it to this house. Ah, and I thank God for that. I don't take your church money into my account. I lent it from him. Church money is not Yemi David's money. It's church money. My account is different from church account. I started it from that time. There's no mixture. Ask the accountant. There's no mixture. Yemi Davis is not the same in that sense as Global Impact Church. Global, I mean, they found out the church. Well, it's not mine. It's God's money. They pay me my own allowances or salaries. But it's his money. You shall not covet. Covetousness is a killer. But the same scripture now says, covet earnestly the best gifts. God's word is powerful. You now tell you what you should covet. The best gift. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gift of faith, working of miracles. Like this, this evening now, a lot of healings are taking place. As I was speaking, I saw healings. I saw the gift of healing manifestation. I saw whatever, whatever it is. He said, who heals all your diseases? If you can believe tonight, every disease in your body will never get home with you in the name of Jesus. As you partake of his flesh and his blood, the fountain of that sickness dries up. 30 years problem, 15 years problem. I decree the high blood pressure dries up. Arthritis dries up. Every, every sickness that was meant to kill, it is reversed. God's word is so sweet. Psalms 130, said the entrance of your word gives what? Light. And it gives what? So it's not the word that gives light. It is what? Uh-huh, that's where you pray. So when you are reading, if you, can, if you are reading newspapers or any form of news, you, you, you don't have to pray. But when you are reading the word, you pray for the entrance of the word. That Lord let your word penetrate my spirit. The entrance. This is where people are going to be building on next week. It's not the word that gives light. It's the word, the entrance. In fact, it is that entrance that gives understanding. Understanding. Glory to God. Let's close from verse 18, Psalms 119, and then we'll pray. Psalms 119, verse 18. Joseph, can you say? Are you you here? Joseph, can you read it? Everybody should be online, please. Uh. <laughs> yeah, thank you, sir. This is the prayer you pray. Because if God has opened your eyes, 
It will be Bible knowledge. And Paul said to Cyprus, I said, what's it concerning me with that one? And, uh, and Joseph begat John. And John begat. What, 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 what? I never pay a house rent. He said, John begat, begat, begat. What is begat? But when the Holy Spirit opens your eyes, you will see that every statement of Scripture blesses you with faith, with wisdom. What I learned about that begat, begat is you must have a lineage. Where do you belong? It's showing that nobody jumps, nobody drops. What's your spiritual lineage? Who's your spiritual father? You've, even Jesus, they had to trace him to the tribe of Judah. Where are you coming from? God's word is perfect. God did not hide the mistakes of his generals. Abraham made mistakes, it's there. So you can learn from those mistakes. The word of God gives wisdom, gives, you know, but your eyes have to be open. Let's rise up on our feet tonight and pray that Holy, Holy Spirit, open our eyes afresh. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.